The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, November 25th. I think that is correct, November 25th. (laughs) It's Black Friday, and I can probably honestly say that me and my co-host, Rod, are probably the only ones in the entire betting industry doing a podcast on Black Friday that just shows you how much we're committed to you DGENs and getting some winners out for you. But you guys know how we do it. We're here for the NFL Week 12 player props. And joining me as usual, it's my main man, Rod Via Gomez. Rod, I know you and I were talking offline. The turkey hangover is real, my man. Oh, my God. I ate more than I probably should have and more and actually less than I probably should have at the same time. I don't know. I don't know what it is about Thanksgiving, but we feel the need to cram about a month's worth of food into our gullets in a single day because that's just the way it is, right? Yeah, that is definitely how it is. I am definitely feeling it, my man. I was struggling this morning. Um, I even I don't drink coffee or I don't drink either, but I, I got I got some caffeine this morning, and let me just tell you, Rod, it didn't help me at all. So, <laughs> kind of you know crawling through mud here and trying to uh, get this episode out. But hey, we're still here for you guys uh, for the NFL Week Twelve games. But how was your Thanksgiving? I know you now were. Uh, keeping track of our bets uh, as far as the games went yesterday, but how was Thanksgiving for you? Yeah, it was really good. I mean, uh, we kind of hung around the house for a little while until it was time to go to my cousin's house, which is literally just about a, a two-minute drive away. So that's the best kind of Thanksgiving when you don't got to go over the river or through any sort of yeah. snow. You just literally drive down the street and you're where you're at. So uh, big family gathering, a lot of football on TV, a lot of food. We had an 85-inch television to enjoy the Vikings game uh, on is go. where I made it. So yeah, great stuff. Yeah, um, we went over to my cousin's house as well. It's like you said, like it's literally a two to three minute drive, which thank God, because if it had would have been a 20 to 25 minute drive, I'm not sure if I would have made it home. Probably would have passed out behind the wheel. But yeah, you're right. I mean, we got to watch some um, World Cup early in the day. I know Brazil was playing yesterday and a couple other matches and we got into the NFL football as well. But speaking of the football, I think we had a pretty good day yesterday, Rod, as far as the pod went. Um Singletary got it done early for me in that game. Um, I think the big winner for me really was the Zeke Elliott touchdown uh, prop. I you know, had the anytime touchdown and the first uh, touchdown as well. Wasn't as sexy and glamorous as you know what Sean and Ryan have been given out, but a, a six to one on a Thursday doesn't hurt anybody, Rod. And when it cashes, who cares? I you yeah. just it won you money. I know that I got Justin Jefferson anytime touchdown yep. in there as well. But everything else, uh, I don't know. You had a better day than I did. Mine, mine fell flat. Cook and Stevenson did not run the ball like I want him to. Josh yeah. Allen, what was he like 20, 20 some odd yards away from hitting his prop? And mm-hmm. that last drive could have done and overtime would have definitely hit it. So yeah, just just kind of a rough go. Yeah, no, even that the Cook and Ramondre Stevenson one that you had, I, I think that um, they had enough carries 
in that game for it to get over that mark that we had given out on the pod. Dalvin Cook yesterday, well, at least Dalvin Cook had 22 carries, but only resulted in 42 rushing yards for him. Ramon J. Stevenson, seven carries and 36 yards. But really yesterday, uh, Rod, it was the Mac Jones show in that Patriots game. Uh, 28 of 39, 382 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions for him. Uh, That was a fun game, but um, Bills barely pulled it out against the Lions. Give credit to the Lions. Uh, They hung in there, um, and then the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys game. A meaningless touchdown for maybe some, but that uh, last-minute touchdown or last-second touchdown swayed not only the total in that game, but also the spread for a lot of betters in that game where the Dallas Cowboys were covering the game where they were, I think, minus 10 um, in that game against the spread, and the total was sitting at, I think, 45.5 is where I bet it. I, fortunately for me, I fell on the right side because I took the Giants and the over in that game. But, uh, yeah, pretty entertaining day of football yesterday, right? Anything that kind of stuck out to you? Just that we have not seen the last of the Bills not performing well. I mean, I know that they ended up winning that game in the end, but, boy, they did everything they could. I had the Lions as my dog pick, and I almost didn't want to do it, but I thought, you know what? What the hell? We've seen the Bills be vulnerable before. I mean, yeah. the, the Lions were on a roll, and, I mean, they're they're not a good team, but they're not, like, you know, they're, they're worthy enough to, to pull something out of their hat to beat a good team, and and they almost did it. Almost did it last yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 competitive this year by far by what they've kind of had over the past couple of seasons. Not even the past couple of seasons. I could probably say maybe the past ever since I don't know five, yeah, maybe five six seasons. But these guys are playing well, and uh, I think I got to give credit to Dan Campbell. I know their running backs have been playing well as well with Jamal Williams and. Uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, those guys have been getting it done. Amon Ronsay Brown has been great for them as well. So I think that this team, they'll, they'll, they're going to get better every single year. Uh, you know, I think Dan Campbell's still learning things. But, hey, as long as you're competitive, that's all you can ask for for teams, you know, like the Detroit Lions that just haven't been very good over the past couple seasons. Uh, not much stuck out for me between the Giants and the Cowboys game. Anything that kind of stuck out to you in that game? Uh, Saquon Barkley's still good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, lest we forget, there's a lot of people that were writing him off over the course of the season, but um, the numbers may not have been completely there for him, but boy, he looked good running that ball. And I think the Giants probably should have done more of that, to be honest with you. Um, well, you mean Zeke, I'm sorry. You said, I think says Saquon. No, yeah. You mean uh, Saquon. Okay, okay. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I no, Saquon Zeke. looks good. No, Zeke. I don't know. I don't care about Zeke. <laughs> Zeke <laughs> but I, that's the thing about Zeke, man. Like, he'll pop his head up. And and I wrote even, too, that Pollard was going to have the bigger day anyways. Um, yeah. And then Zeke goes and scores the touchdown. But, you know, I, I'm just saying right now that, that Zeke will have good games, but he will not be the consistent player that he used to be uh, week in and week out, I don't think. Yeah, I think Zeke just does great against the New York Giants. And again, we know the New York Giants' run defense has not been very good this season. I think that kind of showed last night uh, in that game where Dallas ran it 39 times, which accumulated 169 rushing yards in that game, two um, rushing touchdowns in that game. I know Zeke uh, Zeke getting that one. They also had a little uh, jet sweep handoff to their tight end, Peyton Hendershot. They got him into the end zone as well. C.D. Lamb, again, did C.D. Lamb things. Uh, Michael Gallup early on was very good for that team. And 
I think Giants got robbed of that touchdown early in the game where they called it back. Was it uh, was it Hodgkins that had the touchdown? But they called the ineligible man downfield, which was, I think, a little ticky-tacky for uh, that officiating crew to call. But turned out to be a pretty good game. Dallas gets the victory at the end of the day. They get the victory, but they don't cover the number. Like we mentioned, the uh, Giants get the backdoor cover and also sway the total uh, in that game as well. But uh, Mika Parsons, another great game for him. I think he had another two sacks in that game, Rod. But uh, He did not I, get four and a half total tackles. <laughs> yeah. He felt, what, too short in that game? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, again, just clearly the runaway defensive player of the year. It's not even closer, Rod. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else, Rod, before we get into the Week 12 Sunday games? Uh, player props, as wise? Nah, I think we're ready to dig in. All right, let's dig right in, my man. I'll let you lead off here. What's your first player prop for NFL Week 12? So in true spirit of, um, I guess, millennials, and that's controversial, but I'm going to give folks credit for trying (laughs) this week. Uh, And so I'm going to turn my attention to the first prop. Joe Burrow over 36 and a half pass attempts. This is coming in at minus 115. Look, Joe Burrow is going up against a defense that is going to la- allow so many, so many pass attempts, and that is the Tennessee Titans. They're allowing the most pass attempts per game, 40.4 per wow. game pass attempts. And over the last three, 49.7 pass attempts over the last three games uh, are are there. And so Joe Burrow comes into here attempting 39 last week against Pittsburgh. 28 against Carolina, man, 35 against the Browns, but 42 against Atlanta, 37 against New Orleans. Uh, He's at 36 against the Jets in the past, 36 against Dallas, 53 against Pittsburgh. Um, You know, again, we know that Joe Burrow has his weapons, has everybody. I know he doesn't have Jamar Chase, but he still throws the ball a considerable amount of times. Um, And I I just, like I said, this is going to be one of those situations where he's going to be able to throw a lot against this Titans team last week, the Packers 39 attempts, the Broncos 42 attempts, Patrick Mahomes had 68 attempts against this team. Even, even Matt Ryan had 44 attempts uh, and, and even Carson Wentz had 38. So I'm just saying Joe Burrow, he's going to be throwing his ass off against these Titans this week. I think there may be a, I don't know if they've already ruled them out or not. Should I check the injury report? But I, think they said there may be a chance to mark chase plays in this game but regardless i mean uh yeah you're right i think the numbers just kind of speak for themselves there rod um it's crazy i know even patrick mahomes in that game 68 pass attempts i know he went into overtime but still 68 pass attempts that's just crazy even russell wilson uh had 42 against the, the uh titans as well and you mentioned it last week aaron Rodgers had 39 so every single quarterback has done this upset for Davis Mills, uh, who had 29. And then going all the way back to week one, Daniel Jones had uh, 21 against his Titans defense. So, yeah, I mean, look, I think it's none of those cases where if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. And the numbers are there for you as well. So I expect, yeah, passes do come uh, or do uh, are going to be on display from Joe Burrow in this game. Uh, for uh, the Bengals against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, definitely looking forward to this matchup a uh, little, maybe possibly revenge game for the Titans after they were eliminated by the Bengals last year in the playoffs. So yeah, definitely love that play. 
Um, for my first player prop here, Rod, I'm going to stick with a quarterback prop as well. The Kirk Cousins interception prop worked for me last night on Thursday night football for the Thanksgiving game. So I'm going to stay with another interception prop here, Rod. I'm going to go with Marcus Mariota over half a interception or at least to throw one interception here. And I was surprised to see this number at plus odds. It's at plus 115 right now. And I think this is more of a play that I'm backing the commander's defense here. And they've been playing at an elite level over the last few weeks here. I know they haven't played the greatest quarterbacks. I know they played Davis Mills last week where he threw a opening uh, drive pick six to Kyle Fuller in that game. And it's really also number two that I want to fade quarterbacks that play in domes and that are going to be going to play in cold weather. We saw, I think a couple weeks ago where Marcus Mariota went into Carolina outdoors to have a very good game. Um, but Mariota on the road this season, he's played five road games. He's thrown an interception in three of those five games so far. But like I mentioned, I think this is more of a play of the commander's defense. They have an interception. Uh, they've intercepted the opposing quarterback in three straight weeks. And at plus money here, I just kind of love the value here for Mario to throw to throw one here. Plus, commanders should be getting Chase Young back in this game, which just means generating more pressure and possibly creating more mistakes um, for Marcus Mariota. So over half an interception at plus 115 against the commanders this week. So I'm going to bank on that one here, Rod. You know, I love me some Marcus Mariota, but he is definitely prone to mistakes. And when you are playing a tough defense, it's it's not going to be an easy, easy road for him. I have him on a couple of fantasy teams, and he just he breaks my heart every single time. So, um, yeah, I, I'm with you on this one. And plus, you nailed, like you said, you nailed the Kirk Cousins interception. It's Kirk Cousins in prime time, baby. That's all you got to say. Yeah. All right, let's get over to your next player, Prob Rod. What do we got? All right, I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey. And I'm going to, like I said, I'm giving him credit for his attempts uh, in this case, I have him at 13 and a half rushing attempts. I think he's going to go more than that. This one's at minus 110. I think this line is set mainly because uh, of the fact that the last as two out of the last four games, he's actually he hasn't eclipsed even 10. But in the other two uh, against the Chargers, he had 14 attempts against the Rams. He had 18 attempts. And this time he, he's going up against New Orleans. New Orleans isn't necessarily giving up a lot of carries. Um, but they are in the top 10. I mean, they're giving up 28.5 uh, carries pass attempts per game to the opposing running backs over the last few weeks. Cam Akers had 14 against them. Najee Harris had 20. Um, you go back to Kenyon Drake. He had 24 against them. Uh, I mean, Josh Jacobs didn't get there. Uh, Eno Benjamin didn't get there. And even, believe it or not, Joe Mixon didn't get there. But uh, I, I think Christian McCaffrey, they're still trying to get him a hundred percent involved in this offense. I mean, obviously he's fully involved, but it just seems like they've been trying to get him more passes, but I think this is an, a situation where I think they got to get him running as well uh, because we saw how effective he can be when he runs the ball. He had 5.6 yards per carry against the Cardinals last week. So um, that should have garnered a few more touches for him at least. So like I said, this is going to be a, a game in San Francisco where, uh, they're going to have to just start to get that running game going. You know, Kyle Shanahan loves to do it. So between him and Elijah Mitchell, I still think he needs to get at least 14 touches uh, on the ground to make this worthwhile. And I think this is a number he can get. I think this is going to be a game where Christian McCaffrey does Christian McCaffrey things, because I also do have Christian McCaffrey as a player prop in this game. And I took his receiving yards to go over 36 and a half. 
uh, in this game. And it's almost kind of, and if you come in and I'm sure you've been watching the 49ers game because you're, you're a fan of this team, but it almost seems like that Christian McCaffrey was kind of brought in to be that security blanket for Jimmy G. Like we talked about this last week, I believe when they had that victory over the, um, God, who they play last week where they just crushed, um, in Mexico city. Was it Cardinals? Yeah, the Cardinals. So, and I was and watch this game, and it almost seemed like that if there, nothing was available for Jimmy G down the field, Christian McCaffrey was right down there for for, for checkdown plays, and I think that's what's been beneficial, I guess we can say, for bringing CMC over. I mean, we know how dan- dynamic of a player that he is, but you know he's been getting the targets in the passing game over the last three weeks, right? Since the trade, he's played in four games for the uh, 49ers, but I think more over the last three weeks, he's had a total of 20 targets. He's caught a total of 19 uh, receptions for the San Francisco 49ers. He's gone over this projection in three straight weeks of over 36 and a half receiving yards. And I think the one thing that we also need to mention here, uh, Rod, is that he was in that NFC South division. So he has familiarity with this, um, with this Saints team, right, being a member of the Panthers. And he's played in eight career games against the Saints. He's gone over those this projection five out of the eight games, including three three out of the last four over this projection of thirty six and a half. Now, you also talk about the rushing uh, numbers for him. Last two games against the New Orleans uh, Saints, one hundred eight rushing yards, seventy two rushing yards. But more importantly, throughout his last four games, he's had twenty or more attempts against this uh, Saints team. So I think. Both of us here are expecting a big game here from Christian McCaffrey, um, whether that's through the through the air or even getting touches in the running game. So I'm going to bank on him getting over 36 and a half receiving yards or going with his attempts. The history is there uh, for uh, Christian McCaffrey against the Saints. So I think there's going to be a big game for him this week here, Rod. Yeah, I mean, again, New Orleans is is giving up quite a few carries and quite a few, they're giving up a lot of offensive, at least tries and attempts and and production. So. Um, this will be a good test for the Niners kind of revamped offense, whether or not they can get going. Um, just to even add on to the last ad. I mean, over the last three games, New Orleans has given up like 37 and a half rushing attempts. So, I mean, teams have tried to attack these Saints on the ground as well and, and through the air. And Christian McCaffrey, like we said, is going to play a big part in this offense going forward. And I know they're they're trying to keep him fresh. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that they're not trying to overload him because they have Elijah Mitchell. But I think now is the time to kind of step on the gas if they really want to assert themselves in the NFC West. Yeah, this is a big game, I think, uh, for for the uh, 49ers, uh, especially in that NFC West division, where the Raiders are visiting the Seahawks this week. And um, I think, again, it's probably just a two-horse race between those two teams. So I think every game matters now for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, So definitely a big game here for the 49ers hosting the New Orleans Saints uh, in this game. All right, before we continue here with our player props, uh, let me tell you guys about our presenting show. That is going to be win bet, where you can bet on the player props that we are talking about. And if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on win bet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. 
Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Rod, let's keep it going here, my man. Uh, what is your next player prop for the Sunday games? All right, I'm going to go defensively, which is that you know little twist that I like to give out every week. And we're going to go on Monday night's game, shall we? I, I know we don't normally. Do we normally do Monday night? I don't remember. I, it's been so long since I, I think I've given out a Monday night stat, but I think we do it, right? It's been a while since we've given some out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't have a tip uh, or, or a separate Monday night football one, so let's just give you one to keep you going all the way through the week. Um, and that's Cameron Hayward. I've got him over uh, 0.75 sacks, so over three-quarters of a sack. This is at plus 165. Hayward has had a sack, at least one sack, in three out of his last five games. And And honestly, my handicap begins and ends with this. Indianapolis Colts are one of the most sacked teams in the entire NFL. They're giving up at least three and a half QB sacks per game. Three and a, almost 3.6 QB sacks per game. That is a lot of times being sacked, whether it's Matt Ryan or whatever quarterback they decided to throw back there uh, at the time. So, I mean, the, the fact that one player from the Steelers is going to get there. TJ Watts got this outrageous price. He's minus 195 right now. So that that's a little bit tough to uh, to swallow for me, even though it probably would cash. Uh, but, you know, TJ Watts just coming back. He's still getting settled in. Hasn't necessarily gotten a full sack uh, uh, under his belt yet. So I'm, I'm not necessarily loving the price for that. But for Hayward to be at plus 165, again, registering a sack in three out of his last five games, you better believe that Pittsburgh's coming after uh, Matt Ryan. And and I have a feeling they did, they're going to get there. They're going to get home. And, uh, and Cam Hayward's going to be part of that. At least one full sack in there, whether it's two half sacks or one by himself. I, like I said, he's got almost four opportunities to be one of those guys. I, I'm going to bank on him to at least get there. It's crazy to think how much of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? How much of a turnaround this offensive line has suffered for the Indianapolis Colts? Because just a couple of seasons ago, Rod, they were one of the best offensive lines in the entire National Football League. Um, I know they lost, you know, a guy to retirement and, and they've had to shovel some guys around, whether it's been retirement or free agency or, or guys just being injured. But <clears throat> it, it's certainly taken a toll, especially this season. Poor Matt Ryan. You thought that he was coming over to a team uh, where he's going to have one of the better offensive lines after all the slacks, uh, sacks that he suffered when he was in Atlanta, but you know, now you're back to the same thing. And I think the one thing that really kind of sticks out to me here is that with TJ Watt being back, I think there's going to be more attention paid to TJ Watt trying to chip him or, you know, having two guys on him, which opens up opportunities for other guys to get to the quarterback. And again, having this type of offensive line that just has not been very good so far this season um, I, again, the window and the opportunity is there, right? You kind of look, the Eagles last week got four sacks uh, alone on uh, uh, Matt Ryan. Previous week, again, the Raiders, 
only one, but n- the Patriots got home for nine, and now you have one of these this top uh, pass rushes coming in to uh, to play Indianapolis and Rams, or sorry, against the Colts, and asking Hayward to get at least what one here, Rod. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility, especially with TJ Watt being in that front seven for them. Yeah, I mean, look, again, this is a very, very hungry, and they've always been a good defense. I mean, obviously, the steel curtain yeah. and all that. So mm-hmm. uh, they I, they all want that identity back. TJ Watt's back. It's it's just a, a recipe for everybody to be able to, to come after this Colts quarterback. 100%. Um, all right, for my last player prop here, I'm going to go with my hometown team. <clears throat> I'm going to go with our... Stud running back Damian Pierce over 69 and a half rushing yards. And last week, let's not sugarcoat it. Pierce had his worst performing, uh, worst performance of the season last week against the Commanders, where he only had eight rushing yards on 10 carries. Now, if you're good at math, that's less than one carry or one yard per carry, but that's against a, that, that's that was against one of the better front sevens of the league when we talk about the commanders, right? They're a very stout rushing defense, but now the Texans face the Dolphins this week where the Dolphins rush defense has been subpar, at least over the last three weeks. And now this season, uh, after he's had three or less yards per carry, and that's Damian Pierce, he's bounced back very nicely for the Texans in that following game. It's like, you know, the dude goes in and he watches the tape and he just comes out and plays better the next day. And that's the type of guy that I want to have on my team. Uh, but the Miami Dolphins over the last three weeks here, Rod, they're allowing 5.4 yards per carry. Now I understand the Texans are going to be probably playing catch up in this game as they are a 14-point underdog. Davis Mills got benched. You're starting officially Kyle Allen as we got the news today. But I've seen plenty of times being a Texans fan and watching this team is that it doesn't matter how many possessions they are down or if they're down two or more possessions, they're still running the football. Miami has also allowed close to 150 rushing yards per game over the last three weeks. Damian Pierce going back to the state where he did play his college football with the Florida Gators, not the same city, obviously, but you know, maybe a little more giddy up if he needed more motivation here for Damian Pierce. So, I'm going to fade this rush defense for the Miami Dolphins that has not been performing very well. Give me Damian Pierce over 69 and a half rushing yards here, Rod. Just feels like such a low number. I mean, my fantasy team will definitely be happy if that happens. Uh, Obviously, I I had to suffer through a Damian Pierce down week, but as a fantasy player, that's what you got to do. But yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I like his ability to bounce back. I still like his talent. Like he's a fantastic running back. It's just yeah. a, a matter of getting him uh, just the opportunity. And maybe with a change of quarterback, he does get a few more touches and they do get back to that ground game, which gives them the opportunity to, to get uh, more yards. So I like this number and I like the over on it. Yep. Uh, all right. Any more player props before we give out some touchdown props here, Rod? I'm ready to get to the touchdowns. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Rob. What do you got this week? All right. I, I'm going to give you a quarterback as a, okay. a anytime touchdown. And that's Justin Fields. His anytime touchdown, believe it or not, his anytime touchdown is at plus 210. I had to do a double take when I saw this uh, as far as the number for it and the fact that it's plus money. I'm going to go back through his game log. Rushing touchdown against Atlanta last week, two against Detroit the week before that, one against Miami the week before that, one against Dallas the week before that, one against New England. If you're counting, that is five straight games with a rush, at least one rushing touchdown for Justin Fields. 
they've unlocked his ability to get into the end zone with his legs. Now, granted, all of those have been losses, but at the same time, he's still able to get into the end zone against uh, opposing quarterbacks or opposing teams rather with his legs. Go back to what his his opponents are doing. The Jets, um, they're in turmoil themselves, but they actually gave up two rushing touchdowns to Josh Allen. They gave up two rushing touchdowns to Kenny Pickett of all people. So they're prone to at least giving up touchdowns to rushing quarterbacks, which I guess you would assume Josh Allen kind of is. Uh, but if they're susceptible to it, jo- uh, Justin Fields has done it every time he stepped on the field in each of the last five games. I'd say there's a pretty good chance that they're going to try to get him to do it again. So I, I like it plus 210 to give Justin Fields an anytime touchdown in this week. Yeah, the only concern I do have about Justin Fields is there may be a possibility that he doesn't play this week because of the shoulder injury. Um, I know they've held him out of practice uh, through this week. I think that said he has a separated AC joint or a separated shoulder and possibly may keep him out. But if he does play, I don't think you can really change the game script for what Justin Fields has been able to do on the field for the Chicago Bears. Right? It's like they flipped a switch and figured out, hey, just let's just let Justin Fields run the football and make plays with his legs, and that will probably open up the opportunity for passing yards down the field as well. But, yeah, we've seen it. Look, I, I, despite the injury, I know maybe they're a little more careful if he is out there, but he's getting the attempts running the football uh, for this Chicago Bears offense, and you just kind of just take a look at what he's done running the football. The numbers speak for themselves over the past few weeks here. But, yeah, if it gets down to a goal-to-goal situation, if he is going to play in this game, um, there's no reason why you don't want Justin Fields, you know, faking that handoff and running to the left side and using the speed to get into the end zone. So at two to one, I know it's going up against the Jets defense that has been really good this season. But again, if you're going to put up points this week um, against his Jets defense, Justin Fields is going to have to be involved. And again, you take a look over the past six weeks, he's had a minimum of 12 <clears throat> rushing attempts in five out of those last six weeks. And then, like you mentioned there, Rod, in five straight weeks, he scored a rushing touchdown for this uh, Chicago Bears offense. So hopefully he's able to go in this game here, Rod. I know, again, like I mentioned, dealing with that shoulder injury. But um, if he's out there, I don't really think that he's going to stop running the football. I don't think so either. Yep. All right. Uh, for my touchdown prop this week, I'm going to go over to that game I talked about with the Commanders and the uh, Falcons. And I'm going to fade the Falcons' rush defense here. Um, they've allowed a rushing touchdown in five straight weeks to <clears throat> the opposing starting running back. And I know that the Commanders like going with a two running back system here with uh, Antonio Gibson and uh, Brian Robinson. But I'm going to go with the bigger back. That's going to be Antonio Gibson in this game. And I know he only has three total touchdowns on the season so far. He's had at least one rushing touchdown or one touchdown in three out of the last five weeks for the um, Washington commanders. But at price of, uh, what did I see? Was it plus one, plus one thirty for Antonio Gibson? Uh, I, I like that. I think that we'll see the running game being more featured between Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson in this game against the Atlanta Falcons. And again, it gets down to that goal to goal situation. I think that Antonio Gibson is probably that guy 
for the Washington Commanders in this game. So I'm going to go with Gibson plus 130, just fading this Falcons rush defense where they've allowed at least one rushing touchdown over the past five straight weeks. Um, so give me Gibson plus 130. If you want to go with the other uh, running back as well, Brian Robinson at plus 140, I don't hate that either. But for me, I just think that you know both of these guys should have a big week for the uh, Washington Commanders rushing attack. And I think they should, one of these two guys should be able to find the end zone here. So Gibson at plus 130 and Brian Robinson at plus 140 here, Rod. I like it both. I mean, Gibson seems due. It yeah. really it feels like it's overdue, and honestly, for him to to have that breakout. But Robinson has been sneaky, and I mean, I benched him this week, so he's going to score. Uh, let's just put it- <laughs> that always happens, right? You think the guy that's not going to perform in a given week, he just goes out and gets you a hundred and plus rushing, hundred plus rushing yards, and then he has like two touchdowns. Uh, in a game where you've benched them. So that's just how fantasy always works. You're, you're welcome, world. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, get into best bets uh, before we get out of here, Rod, for our player props this week. Uh, I'll let you lead it off here. What's your best bet for this week? I feel like Joe Burrow over 36 and a half attempts is yeah. probably the safest bet, especially the fact that Joe Mixon's still not practicing. Yeah. So you figure that's probably going to lead to a lot more pass attempts, even if there's short pass attempts, right? Even if there's screen passes out to Higgins or, or whatever, you know, or Jamar Chase does come back all of a sudden that's going to unlock even more targets for him. So, uh, you know, given how bad this, uh, this Tennessee defense has been against the pass, I, I got to think that Joe Burrow is going to try to light him up through the air. Yeah, look, the numbers are right there. Like you mentioned it. I mean, only two quarterbacks that have not done that this week or this season have been Daniel Jones and Davis Mills uh, for their respective teams. But I mean, it, it's not like these guys are like close to those numbers where they're barely getting over these projections of those attempts like they've been flying over. So and I think that's another thing that, you know, you've identified is with Titans quarterbacks that going up against Titans are getting over their pass attempts and um i was waiting for the numbers to drop for um it was the bears <clears throat> pass rush or pass defense where they haven't allowed a i think only two quarterbacks have gone over their completions this season and i think those are the kind of trends that we've been finding this week so i will be betting this myself with you my man i love that i uh, love the numbers behind this so joe burrow over 36 and a half pass attempts against the tennessee Titans as rod's best bet um, for my best bet, I'm going to go with Damian Pierce over 69 and a half rushing yards. Again, I don't care if the, uh, <clears throat> the Texans are going to be down two possessions, three possessions. I've seen it just too many times that they're not going to stop running the football with Damian Pierce. And again, if they want to keep this offense off the field, uh, for the Miami Dolphins, which is explosive offense with Jalen Waddle and, um, Tyree kill, I think that, you know, you're going to have to have a big game from Damian Pierce just kind of running that clock and trying to stay within this number of 14 points. So, again, I mentioned that when he's had a bad game, he's bounced back very nicely. Miami over the last three weeks has not been very good on the ground, um, especially defending it where they've given up close to 150 rushing yards per game. Damian Pierce back in Florida. Give me the over 69 and a half rushing yards as my best bet here, Rod. Love it. Like I said, please, let's do this for my fantasy team. I need the points. <laughs> there we go. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the PropCast uh, NFL Week 12 as we get ever so closer and closer to the playoffs. But, hey, we still have about five to six weeks here 
uh, of the NFL season. Still a lot to be determined for a lot of teams. So, hey, we're here for it all, especially for our player props. Rod, anything else, my man, before we get out of here, buddy? No, sir. Just can't wait for another slate. I mean, we we got a lot of great games <clears> under <throat> our belts for Thanksgiving. Looking forward to a good Sunday and a, and a fun Monday night. So, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media. It's all right there in the Twitter bio at RJ Gomez. Yep. Check out Rod on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Make sure to download the SGPN app. All the latest content just right there at your fingertips. Check out the website. A lot of great content coverage for the World Cup. Um, NFL, obviously. College guys are absolutely just crushing it, whether it's with football or basketball. <clears throat> we cover it all. If there's odds on it, we are pretty much covering it. So make sure to get over to the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, or just do yourself a favor and download the app. All right, we'll be back next week, as usual, for the Thursday night football game. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Till then, let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>